Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the sports desks of the Topeka Capital Journal, the Salina Journal, the Hutchinson News, and all of Gannett, Kansas, this is the Gannett, Kansas Sports Podcast. What's up, everybody, and thank you for tuning in today to the Gannett, Kansas Sports Podcast. I'm your co-host, Billy Watson, the sports reporter of the Hutchinson News. Joining me, as always, are Dylan Sherwood. Of the Salina Journal and Seth Kinker of the Topeka Capital Journal and Seth Words. We're excited to be our nonsense and not only print, but now audio. Quite a weekend we had. Uh, a few of us drove around a lot more than we had to because we fir- had our first rounds of state coverage with volleyball and cross country. Um, I I personally was watching and uh, watching streaming cross country volleyball and being at volleyball in the same place, but. We crowned some champions for the first time this 2021-2022 school year. School year, excuse me. And yeah, uh, Dylan, you have the list. Pull them up. We'll talk about some of those teams that we saw just briefly before we get into regional football matchup talk and all that. But Dylan, let's get to that list of all the winners in cross country uh, in volleyball. All righty, we'll start with uh, one and two A, as I got that one pulled up first. Uh, the team champion in 1A on the girls' side goes to Quinard. They won it, win it with 60 points. Donovan West was second with 79. Pretty Prairie was third with 80. The individual champion in 1A on the girls' side goes to Golden Plains' Emma Weiner, and she ran a time of 20, point, 20 minutes, 4 seconds, point, point 0.7. So congratulations goes there. 1A boys, Mead wins the championship in 1A on the boys' side with 31 points. Quinner is second, and then Wichita Classical is third. And then Corbin Rick of Spearville runs a 16.26.6 to win the 1A boys' race. 2A uh, girls, Stamp County is the winner, 84 points. Remington second at 87. Sacred Heart at number three with 88. Chesney Peterson, also from Stanton County, wins the 2A girls' race with a time of 1838.8. And then in 2A boys, Stanton County also gets the team tile, but they win it pretty handily over Berean Academy uh, by, let's see, that's 47 points, so 71 for Stanton County. Berean Academy with 118. McLeod was third with 122. And then Stanton County's Cameron Galoob wins the individual title in 2A on the boys' side, runs a 1608. So congratulations there. Let's go to the classes 3A and 4A. Uh, one and two A was out in Victoria at, at Sand uh, Sand Plum Course. Three A and four A was at Wamigo Country Club in Wamigo. We'll start with four A girls. Eudora is the team champion. They had fifty six points. Baldwin was second with sixty four. Winfield with ninety three and third. Haley Trotter of Clearwater is the individual champion on the girls side in Class Four A nineteen twenty six point six. Let's go to Class Three A. Trinity Academy 
wins it. Uh, they get second at the regional at Southeast of Saline last week. They get redemption against Southeast. They win 3A State on the boys' side by 16 points over Southeast, 35 points for Trinity, uh, 51 for Southeast, and Smoky Valley comes in third with 85. Dylan Sprecher of Southeast of Saline wins the individual title with a time of 1609.3. Let's go to 4A Boys. Bueller is the team champion. They win it by 16 points over Wamigo. 51 for Bueller, 67 for Wamigo. Augusta is third, was third at one with 130. Sawyer Schmidt of Augusta wins the individual title, 1554.5. Let's go to Class 5A and 6A, held at Four Mile Creek Resort in Augusta. We'll start with 5A girls. Mill Valley is the team champion. They edge out St. Thomas Aquinas by two points. Mill Valley wins at 71. Uh, Aquinas with 73. Great Bend is third with 78. And then Katie Schwartzkoff of Mill Valley wins the individual championship in four, or 5A on the girls' side, 1751.8. 5A boys goes to St. Thomas Aquinas, 55 points. Blue Valley Southwest was second with 69. Bishop Carroll comes in third with 91. And St. Thomas Aquinas' Logan Seeger wins the Boys individual title in 5A, 1539.2. 6A uh, girls goes to Olathe West. They scored 52 points. They beat Olathe North by 16 points. Who had six? They had 68 points. Blue Valley Northwest is third with 106. And Anajay Hawker Singh of Olathe North wins the individual crown, 1745.6. And the 6A boys race uh, goes to Olathe no South. They score 70 points. They edge out Manhattan by 30. Manhattan was second with 100. Olathe East with 120. And Micah Blumker of Shawnee Mission North wins the team title or individual title, 1525.3. Blumker won the Salina Invitational uh, a couple weeks ago uh, here in Salina. So congrats to all the cross country runners and are we ready for volleyball there billy yeah go right ahead with those all righty we'll go over team champions real quick for each classification we'll start in 6a um blue valley north wins it over blue valley west they win it in two sets 25 10 and 25 23 uh the um, the team champion the state champion in class 5a goes to lansing as they defeated St. James Academy 25-20, 25-22. 5A and 6A were held here in Salina at Tony's Pizza Event Center. Well, let's go to 4A and 3A, held at Hutchinson Sports Arena in Hutch. Andell wins uh, 4A. They defeat Ottawa in three sets, 26-24, 23-25, 25-21. 3A goes to Olathe Heritage Christian. They defeat Cheney in straight sets, 25-22 and 25-22. Heritage Christian won it in 2A in 2020. They jump up a class in 2021, and they look dominant again. So congratulations there. 2A and 1A held at United Wireless Arena in Dodge City. 2A goes to Smith Center, who defeats Hillsborough in straight sets, 25-23 and 25-12. 
And then in 1A Division One, also held in Dodge City, Spearville defeats Pretty Prairie 25-10, 24-26, and 25-19. And our final state champion at 1A Division Two, held at White Auditorium in Emporia, that goes to Hanover, who defeated Lebo 25-18 and 25-19. So congratulations to all the state champions crowned over this last weekend in both volleyball and cross country. State soccer happening this week uh, with quarterfinal matches set for Tuesday. Semifinals, championship and third place games at state sites at uh, Hummer Sports Park for 4 through 1A. 5A is in Spring Hill and then 6A. Is in um, is in Wichita Striker. So, congrats Shrek, are in yeah. order there. So, that was quick, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was all right. It was a good. You oh, got a lot you. of information, though. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, a lot of information to get to. Yeah, just a quick note about some of those. Uh, the I want to note the six A one. Uh, that championship was two teams from their same pool. Uh, in Blue Valley North and Blue Valley West. It was two teams from the same pool in the championship and then the two teams from the same pool in the in the in the third place game between Olathe Northwest and Shawnee Mission Northwest. Uh I think both pools were pretty equal, but there were there were definitely standouts in that in that other pool with Blue Valley North and Blue Valley uh West. I was surprised with West because uh they they kept up but of course Blue Valley North won that won that pool. I think Blue Valley North handed uh, Free State a pretty big uh, L in you mean that Washburn? one. Washburn? No, no, in pool play, Free State. Oh, yeah, free they beat State. Free, they beat Free State pretty well um, oh, in pool play. I, yeah, I didn't know Lawrence Free State was was here. Yeah, I guess, no, yeah, I, I guess you're right. They were in pool. That was in pool. Yeah, play. yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Okay. But I thought uh, you were talking about Washburn. In, yeah, but Washburn, man, you know what? They were they were also really good in pool play. They went three and zero as well. Uh, Olathe Northwest was, I think, the one that gave them a run for their lives a little bit because uh, it just seemed by that time you it was predictable. No, you mean about Shawnee what, Mission Northwest? One of those. It was one of those. I don't know. I can't. Yeah, it, yeah. Look, it, yeah, it looks like North, Blue Valley Northwest Blue took Valley West, they Blue Valley West handed Washburn Rural loss in the semifinals, and then Olathe Northwest handed Washburn Rural that second loss in the third place game. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's talking pool play though. Yeah, they swept yeah. Olathe Northwest, okay. and then they beat Hutchinson. They lost. It was uh, Shawnee Mission Northwest that they lost. Oh, gotcha. They beat in three sets. Yeah, but yeah. That, other than that, that pool was pretty equal because Hutch came close to beating uh, uh, Shawnee Mission Northwest. They just got off to a slow start, but they beat them in the second set. Uh, took them to the third, but all the all the momentum was with Shawnee Mission Northwest. Uh, and then when they played on Latha Northwest, they were, I think, really good because they had that little the end around set up to Eleanor. I can't remember her last name for the life of me. But anyway, but she was one of those real. She was a good player, and she, whenever she started that end around, you know that 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 the boom was gonna come, and so Olathe Northwest became very lethal, and they they won third place, right? They got third place done. Yeah, it was late the Northwest yeah, over Washington in the third place game. Yeah, yeah I, I figured. Surprised. I was that's surprised right. That that there you go. But, uh, they beat him in pool play, and then I, that was one of their one of the rules games that I saw this year. Uh, was it was near the end of the year, and they played Olathe Northwest in the, re- to end the end the regular season or near it anyway, and uh, beat him pretty handily then. So I think after kind of just losing in that semifinal match, they were a little bit uh, a little bit scattered, and then probably led to, led to that loss to Olathe Northwest playing with some. Uh, Revenge in mind too. So, 
Yeah, and never mind the talent level up there is just insane. And even Hutch found a way to keep up for a little bit, despite them being 0-3, and that's just me saying this because I covered Hutch. But Hutch stood around, and they were able to break break the set and set up their offense, and Malia Johnson came to life a little bit. But the Kentucky commit is insanely good, I'll tell you that. She's... She's got the jump serve working for her. The 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 night the the set. The, I I I'm so bad with my volleyball in terms right now, but her serve was really nice. It was so fast. I, yeah, I think the jump serve is the things that's like stood out to me the most because like obviously she can jump really high and hit it really hard when she's going for kills. But like on that jump serve, the fact that she already she's already as tall as she is and she can jump as high as she is like she's able to like place that where she wants it because at the height of like her jump she's like seeing yep at or over the net where most players that can jump serve aren't able to do that yep. so like she her placement's like really accurate too and it's just funny like you know i was watching the, the streams of the final games because i was i was i stayed home and so i could i could see cross country and uh and volleyball at the same time or else i would have been really behind on one or the other so and just watching like the power of her jump serves and where she's able to place them, like she gets so many aces because she hits, she gets it right where she wants it, and it's either in a spot where nobody is or it's like right at a girl, and like they can't, like it gets there so fast, like they get their hands up in time, but it's never like obviously how they want to properly set it to set it up for the the next bump or whatever, like it's like way off, like into the stands where nobody can get it. Yep. It's it's impressive. It is, and I don't. I think the entire time I was there, because I, I stayed there the whole time and I watched their games. I don't think she had a, a single service error when I was watching, and that's just how good she is. And she's gonna come back, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah they, so they graduate. They, well, that that, that that team's gonna be. I you know I can't say they're gonna be back. Guarantee it. But I mean, Kevin Bordowick's done incredible things there in his time there, yep. and they, like. He brings. They only graduate three seniors, like so. Like the and obviously you just mentioned Brooklyn's back and a couple of the other key players that were key components of this team are back too. So like, they've, he's just been able to continually kind of reload. I mean that's like I think the past five years in a row it's like top five finishes and they've obviously won many state titles under him as well. So I think they're going to be uh they're not going anywhere. <laughs> that's that's for sure. No, yeah, for sure. Yeah and. Uh, another matchup that was kind of intriguing as well was uh, Smoky Valley and Cheney. I told Dylan this because he kind of covered Smoky Valley a little bit, but Cheney and Smoky Valley playing each other in the 3A semifinal because Smoky lost in pool play. It was either Smoky or Cheney, I forget. Uh, Cheney. Cheney lost because Smoky went uh, 3-0 and because they okay. defeated Beloit. That's right. Oh, yeah, because... Uh, because Cheney lost to Heritage Christian. They had them in their pool. Wow. Okay. I, yes. I, I actually didn't know for some reason because I was there most of the time. But, but, uh, but yeah, that was a really good game. I saw the scores for that. Cheney came back and absolutely dominated the second set. And uh, but you know, Cheney ended up finishing second. Smokey finished third, uh, rightfully so because Heritage Christian was <laughs> they were they're legit and uh, the the fact that they jump up a class. And still win a state title is is amazing, so that, that's a big accomplishment for that team and Heritage Christian. So that that's a big winner there. Um, and then uh, the two other coverage schools that I cover, just to mention real quick, Pretty Prairie and Central Christian were also pretty good. Back to back appearances for Central Christian. They finished third last year, finished fourth this year, and then Pretty Prairie made it to the championship game uh, for the first. Uh, they made it back to the tournament for the first time since 2017. And played for a state title, and they finished second, which is in their 
their program best. So a lot of good things from around the area. Um, yeah, I'll give a quick, quick shout out for Seaman too. That's the, the other school that made it in uh, in five A. They they advanced out of pool play with. I mean, they came in as the number seven seed and then still advanced out of pool play, beating the number three seed Spring Hill and Emporia. Um, and they ended up fourth in the state. Um, they unfortunately advanced to place the t- top seeded Lansing, who was uh, I think came in with a like just one loss. So they lost to them, but. You know, it was, it was still like a, the 27 and 13 year uh, improved on last year's uh, trip to states. So it's definitely a program that had a lot of youth mixed in with some good upperclassmen as well, too. So that's going to be another team that's going to be, I think, back in the uh, back in the state tournament next year. Two sports down, two to go for the for the fall sports edition. That's football, and then soccer will be concluding soon. But football playoffs, we're going to talk a little bit more about that coming up after the break, some of the top intriguing matchups across the entire state, where we'll be at, and our thoughts heading into the regional round. All that and more coming up next on the United Kansas Sports Council Podcast. Welcome back. You're listening to the Unit Kansas Sports Podcast. We're going to break down some regional high school playoff football, and a lot much different than last week. There's a lot more intriguing matchups this week. Uh, a lot of really good ones, and I'll, I'm just going to say a lot of emphasis on that because there, there really is. We're going to get real into real read the regional round, and uh, with that, we're, let's go with you, Dylan. Let's start off with the six A bracket and break down a couple games that we think will catch a lot of eyes. All righty, the matchups in 6A this week are Olathe South and Blue Valley Northwest. You got Olathe North and Olathe Northwest, Blue Valley and Blue Valley West, Olathe West and Shawnee Mission West, Derby and Wichita East, Washburn Rural and Free State, Manhattan Gardner Egerton, and Junction City and Lawrence. A couple of matchups that look on my mind are, are Junction City and Lawrence. I think three of the four at the bottom are intriguing because this Gardner-Eggerton team goes all the way to Dodge City and wins last week. They're going to be facing a Manhattan team that's pretty good. I think uh, Gardner-Eggerton Gardner Egerton's going to give Manhattan a test. Uh, and then, uh, of course, Washburn Rule and Free State, that should be a good one uh, because the winner of that game is most likely getting Derby and will have to make a trip to Derby as well. Um, but on the east side, I think the Olathe North and Olathe Northwest matchup is kind of intriguing it as well. Yeah, I think the same thing too. That whole bottom of the uh, Manhattan Gardner Edgerton Junction City Lawrence that part of the bracket is is very vital because you can potentially see a Manhattan Junction City uh, rematch. Correct? Yeah, they'll meet up again, and likely they'll meet Derby in the sub-state. Uh, round, so that's definitely a good one to match up. And Seth, I told you this before, but you're technically kind of the six A beat writer because that's your whole area there. <laughs> yeah, I mean those teams, def- definitely teams at the bottom of the bracket. I've got to see most of those teams, but once you get up, up to that t- that top side, the east side of the bracket with the all the elites and the uh, Overland Parks and stuff, I haven't gotten to see as many of those as I would like this season. But hopefully next fall, when I'm going to be here before season starts, I can get settled in more, have a year under my belt. I can start getting out to see some of these other ones too. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with Manhattan over Gardner, though, even though I think that will be a tough game, but Manhattan over there. 
Yeah. Yeah, I would agree you're with take, you. You're taking Manhattan over Gardner, you said? Yeah, I, ju- I think that would yeah. be a really tough game for Manhattan. They'll be definitely be tested, but they'll pull it out. Yeah, Our, their, their rush attack is, is crazy. <laughs> All righty, let's jump to Class 5A. The matchups are Shawnee Heights and Mill Valley, Seaman and Blue Valley Southwest, Spring Hill and St. Thomas Aquinas, Pittsburgh and DeSoto, all those games on the east side. And then in, on the west side, we have Cape of Mount Carmel and May South, Wichita Northwest and Salina Central, Andover and Hayes and Mays and Bishop Carroll. A lot of intriguing matchups in 5A West. You have six of the eight teams that are in the West with a 7-2 and two record. May South at 6-3, and three, Cape of Mount Carmel 8-1. I, I, I hate to say this, but I, I like Bishop Carroll or Mays. I think Bishop Carroll wow. has a lot has a lot to play for, and and I think Avery Johnson's going to have to play his best football if he wants to get to the the sectional round. And then you got Andover and Hayes with Jaron Kanak, who's who's hurt, playing hurt, but you know Andover's kind of beaten up as well. I like Andover in that game. This Wichita Northwest slash Central game's still a toss-up in my book because you'll be at that one too. Because I will be at that game mm-hmm. too. I ha- I I don't know why, but I I got good feelings about Salina Central. I really do. <laughs> I, I I mean, on our space on Sunday when we did it, I just wasn't confident. But if Salina Central's defense plays like they've been playing the last month, and if their offense can can continue to do good things, I think Salina Central could pull up an upset. And then also, watch out for May South. Evan can too. I I think that could be an upset as well. I think maybe, I would say, I would give it a 50-50 chance that May South and Salina Central get into that sectional round. I'm not going to guarantee it, but I'm about 50% confident that we could see two upsets on the top half. Maybe maybe even four. Maybe even four if Hayes wins, beats Andover, and, and Carroll over Mays. There's definitely a lot of good ones. I think this will be Mays South's. Alt, Mays South's. My goodness. Uh, this will be their toughest test of the year. You know, they've they got themselves a good record. Uh, lost to Mays. That was one of their blemishes on the year. Had a couple close ones, but they've shown that they can win. So, especially last round against Wichita Heights, uh, we had a 48-21 win. So this will definitely be their toughest test of the year against a really good Cape Mount Carmel team. But I think I still see Cape in winning that one. Another potential upset, I guess you can see, if Seaman doesn't show up, don't count out Blue Valley Southwest because they gave Leavenworth a 37-7 loss, which we all thought Leavenworth was going to win. Uh, I think so, but... That's another one I think can be a setup that they can get to play Mill Valley, which will be another tough one. But I think you give Southwest you can give Southwest some credit there uh, if they can pull it off against Seaman. But unless I'm nah, totally I wrong. Mean, well, I, I was even going to go in a different direction because I mean I'm not going to say that Mill Valley is not going to advance out of there because obviously it's most likely. But uh, Shawnee Heights really ended the season strong. Like I think it's going to be a lot closer game than I, I think is. It'll still go the way of Mill Valley, but I think it's going to be a closer game than it looks because 
like Shawnee Heights, they started the season 0-3. Like, it looked like, you know, not a really good season for them. They had, they'd been replacing some guys, breaking their new quarterback. Then they end the season winning four out of, out of the five games. Uh, in the last three, they put up some really good points. So, uh, you know, like that, that defense has been kind of uh, – they've given up, I think, 24 points per game on average over their first three games. And, like, since then, over the last, uh, obviously, five to end, they gave up, like, 12. They cut it in half. So, like, that offense has still continued to grow. Um, lost a wide receiver, I think, but – I think it's going to be a closer game than, a, than a, like the seeds appear. I know it's like a one versus an eight, so obviously Mill Valley is still favored. But one other I think thing, it'll before, be a good game. Yep. One other thing before we go to Class Four A, uh, that Seaman Blue Valley Southwest matchup is a rematch from the second round last year, where Seaman was the one seed out of the East and Blue Valley Southwest upset Seaman. Um, but also before, and another Ooh. thing, you got St. Thomas Aquinas taking on Spring Hill and. We know Aquinas is powerful, and that could be an it, it. It might be an upset on paper, but a lot of people know that Aquinas could go in and beat Spring Hill. So, um, but uh, that's another thing uh, to worry about uh, this week. Four A, we got Baser Linwood and St. James. Um, that's uh, a <clears throat> the defending state champions going against the top seed, uh, Paola and Casey Piper. Chanute and Bishop Miege, and then Atchison and Eudora. And then on the west side, you got Bueller and Winfield, a rematch from, what was it, week three, Billy? Yes. I think week, that's right. Yes, week three, yep. Mulvane and McPherson, uh, those teams met uh, late in the season with Mulvane winning at McPherson, but it'll be the opposite way around with Mac having to go to Mulvane. Wamigo and Augusta to be played in Wamigo, and then a Butler County showdown with Andover Central and Circle. Fellas, uh, the intriguing matchups are on on the east side for me. When you got Baser Linwood, who's nine and zero, going against the defending state champions in St. James Academy. Uh, I think Baser Linwood is on upset alert. Of course, Chanute on paper is the top seed, but they draw Bishop Meage and. It wouldn't surprise me if Bishop Meage ends up winning that game as well. I like Bueller to beat Winfield maybe a little more handily than what they did in week three. Um, I think McPherson could do something. They're going to be well-rested after the forfeit win over Arc City, and our thoughts and prayers are still without the Arc, with the Arc City community with the loss of Rhett Lathers. And... Uh, you could see maybe even Augusta going to Wamigo and winning, and then uh, with a with an opportunity to face uh, Andover Central. But the, but Andover Central can't sleep on Circle. A lot, uh, all all of these matchups are looking pretty good on paper. Yeah, and I'll go ahead and start with that St. James base or Linwood matchup. You know, at the state champion right there against uh, the only undefeated team in 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 foray. Uh, against Baser Linwood. So you would think on paper, if you're not from around here, Baser Linwood takes this one easy. But as as history has said, St. James is, and Bishop Miege have had the power and they've played 6A teams all year long. And they can easily come in and easily put a, put an upset on Baser Linwood. So, but I do think that Baser Linwood can hang around in that one. Uh, for the Miege matchup, you know, I think Chanute uh, has a lot to play for. If they can beat Miege, then that would be a great one for them. Miege struggled last week up until uh, the final quarter where they were tied 20-20 with Taganoxi, but then pulled away and everything just played out like Miege has played um, just their usual Miege style. and they, they like to win and, and they'll do that in big ways when it comes to the team of their classification. So I think 
obviously those are the two games to watch. Uh, uh, Mulvane McPherson, also another big one there. Mc, uh, Mulvane was the one that handed McPherson their second loss in a row from the Bueller game, 22-12. to So that was a big moment for Mulvane, but you can definitely count count on McPherson being very hungry and angry at Mulvane for beating them the last time and it's uh, it'll be Mulvane's or it'll be McPherson this one this time being uh trying to get that one back cuz you could tell and very 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 uh obvious that McPherson wants payback over uh Mulvane. I think Bueller also wins against uh, Winfield as well. That was a close one, but in the last 5 games Bueller has averaged over 40 points a game. Which is crazy, and they've they got better as the season went on, especially against uh, Circle when they beat them and scored seventy in the in the in the home finale in the season in the regular season finale. So I think Bueller wins that one. Obviously, you got Circle, who's been a pain in the butt all year long to teams. They'll give uh, Central a run for their money. We'll also see uh, Wamigo get tested. I think uh, someone told us about how their schedule's kind of weak, but this will be something to watch. Wamigo and Augusta, Augusta. Uh, played McPherson pretty well. Augusta has played Circle well, and uh, this will be a tough test for Wamigo on Friday. I think that's that'll probably be the one more besides the uh, Chanute, Miege, and Baser Linwood St. James matchup. That'll be one of the games to watch as well. Let's jump to Class Three A uh, on the East Side. We got Galena and Frontenac. That should be a good one. Hayden goes Hayden hosting. Rock Creek, Gerard, and Parsons. That game being played at Gerard and Perry LeCompton going to Holton. That's a battle of Big Seven League foes. And then on the west side, we got Raleigh County and Concordia, a rematch from district play. Andell and Holcomb, a game being played at Andell. Uh, southeast of Selena and Chapman. And then Cheney and Collegiate. Fellas, the intriguing matchups are, are on, that are on my mind is the Cheney Collegiate game. Uh, you, you you really cannot pick against Cheney. They've done some good things. Collegiate with the loss to Andel, but they played tough with them. That Southeast of Celine game with Chapman, uh, that's going to be a good game. Chapman's got a really good running back, and uh, I'll have to look up his name. Uh, but he had he had like four touchdowns and over 200 yards rushing last week in Smoky Valley. I think Andel takes care of business, and I think Riley County takes care of Concordia as well. And that that Galena front net matchup at the top of the East bracket that should be a good one as well. So, uh, but uh, I like I think I think I picked Galena in that one. But um, Billy, your thoughts? Yeah, most intriguing one is Cheney Wichita Collegiate. I know Cheney's been dying to get uh, to a state championship game, and they've won a lot. And there's nobody know there's nobody who know how do I say this right. There's nobody who wants to win more than Harrison Voth, their their quarterback, and he's a senior too. So a little bit more fuel to the fire for him, trying to get past a tough regional matchup against Wichita Collegiate. I think, and I did pick. I think I did pick Cheney to this one, and they'll they'll ultimately ultimately uh, end up facing your coverage team, the Southeast Saline, in another good one. So I like Cheney in that one, short and sweet for me. Yeah, uh, the two ones that stood out for me were the, the the top of the bracket for on the on the with Galena and Frontenac. I think Frontenac's going to put up a good fight. I think I picked Galena in the, in the brackets that we did, but I, I'm I'm calling it. I think Frontenac gets the upset. It's crazy. D one number one, District one number one seed. Let's get crazy. You know, high school playoffs. 
Uh, and then the other one at the bottom, I think it's I think it's changing collegiate too. Obviously, I mean, it, like all these. The, the thing is, like the thing that stood out to me about this this bracket specifically is like all of them are good games. <laughs> like all the teams kind of advanced like how we thought they would out of the, out of the first round, and like every I don't think any one of those games is going to be. Nah, okay, maybe Holton Baylor Compton, but still Baylor Compton's been a good program too. So I I, I don't know like that. Yeah, the, the first one I think was the one that stood out the most to me, but every, everywhere else. It's going to be good. All right, let's go to the 2A, the matchups. Riverton, Osage City to be played at Riverton. Uh, Rossville getting the host, Nemaha Central. Wellsville hosting Humboldt. St. Mary's uh, will be hosting Silver Lake. And on the west side, you have Hillsborough and Chaparral. Cimarron hosting Beloit. Kingman hosting Garden Play. And Hoisington hosting TMP. So that is uh, the matchups in 2A. And then in 1A, we got Opie and Jackson Heights, Jeff County North and Troy, Centralia Valley Heights, Linden Wabunsee. And then on the west side, Inman, Oakley, Conway Springs versus Plainville, Sedwick and El Saline, Smith Center and Remington. Let's go eight man one real quick. Sedan and Chase County, that's going to be a good game. So we'll. Uh, uh, Clifton Clyde and Camp Galva, Madison and West Elk, Little River and Burlingame on the west side, Gossel and Mackville, Meade versus Trigo, uh, Lacrosse and Attica Argonia, and then Hill City and Hoxie, and then Eight Man Two. We got Waverly and Meridian Valley, Axtell and Hanover, which should be a good game. Lebo hosting St. Paul, Thunder Ridge and Frankfurt. And then on the west side, we got Victoria and Caldwell to be played at Victoria. Dighton hosting Quinter. South Barbara hosting Norwich. And then Wheatland Grinnell hosting Buckland. So a lot of intriguing matchups uh, across the board. Uh, should be a fun week of high school football, week number 10. As winners this week will go to the sectional round. And then uh, after that will be the substate. And then we'll see who gets paired up in the state championship games slated for november 27th we are 26 days away fellas on november 1st uh, so 25 days 24 days so just a little over under a month uh, left in the high school football season in 24 days till thanksgiving and then we can play the christmas music i'm already playing the christmas music well you, it's you november 1 all right <laughs> you already i'm waiting i'm waiting until thanksgiving bro yeah uh Coming up next, we're going to wrap up the, the podcast and do a couple picks, talk about where we're going to be at this week. That'll conclude it. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Connect Kansas Schools Podcast. Welcome back to the final segment of the Connect Kansas Sports Podcast where we do our picks. We're going to tweak a lot of rules that we've been doing all series long. Usually we won't pick uh, coverage school area or the Kansas City Chiefs or our alma maters. We did a tweak with our alma maters last week for the college games. This week the trick is we're going to choose the game that we're going to be at and pick a winner from that and then pick a non-alma mater team in college football and a non-Kansas City Chief in our pro football picks. So let's start with Seth this time. Uh, Seth was pretty pleased to see Michigan State be Michigan. So yes, let's sir. let the lucky man go first. 
All right, for high school, uh, I'm taking Shawnee Heights at Mill Valley again. I, I I'm not I'm, I'm saying Mill Valley is going to win. I, I'm not saying that's going to be an upset necessarily, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than uh, than what it looks like on paper. Uh, for NFL, I'm going to go in the Battle of Ohio, the Browns and the Bengals. Uh, Baker Mayfield's still out. I'm going to go Bengals there. Jamar Chase has been Joe proving Burrow. people wrong that he that he can catch the ball. Uh, and then with the NFL pick, we'll go. Uh, uh, or the college pick, sorry. Well, I did that kind of backwards, didn't I? Uh, but for the college pick, I'll do Kentucky and Tennessee. Uh, I'm going to take Tennessee. I mean, they've had a uh, a rough stretch of the season, rough many years, I guess. But, yeah, up, upset city, man. I'm taking out Kentucky. Dylan, what about you? Well, I have to pick the dangerous, dangerous – one of the dangerous matchups in 5A West. Salina Central and, and Wichita Northwest. Sorry, oh boy. I made you do it. Oh boy. Um, so I've I've done my I've done my research on this game a little bit. Both these teams have not lost since week three. Capen uh, or, or Wichita Northwest lost to uh, Capen, and Salina Central lost Andover. So both these teams are on six game winning streaks, and. Man, man, I'm going to have to bust my bracket. I'm going to have to bust it because I think, and I've said it on space, and I think I might have said it last week on the podcast, but Salina Central is the most dangerous team in 5A West right now. I mean, with with Carroll barely beating Hutch, um, I I like Carroll beating Mays. But right now... I'm not going to guarantee it, this at all, but I'm saying upset. I think Salina Central goes on the road and beats Wichita Northwest. I think we're in for a shootout. I think Salina Central's defense is playing really good. They have forced 10 turnovers in the last two games. I got to go with the Stangs. Uh, man, that, that, was, that, that is the toughest pick I have had to make this year. But I've seen the Salina Central team six times, and they have not lost. Can they make it a seventh with me being there? Let's go with it. I say Salina Central is going to upset Wichita Northwest at Wichita Northwest. And, and I mean, I, I, I'm going to say this, but, I, I mean, it's not a pick. But I think May South upsets Capen. Because if we wow. see a Salina Central-May South matchup, the game's going to be played in Salina. All right, college pick. I'm going with an SEC matchup: Auburn and A&M. Give me A&M, the the twelfth man or sixth man or whatever it is at A&M. The, <laughs> Wait, the, what? whatever man. it is, twelfth man. 12th man. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I mean, yeah, the twelfth man. Come on, that'd be a very underman team. That, give me, that give me A and M. They're fielding five. That means you're saying they're fielding five on the football field, and then the six, the six men. Yeah, I, I, I was, I was like, I was trying to figure it out. Oh man, we're we're having fun on the podcast. NFL pick. I'm going with the Sunday night game: Tennessee and the Rams. Derrick Henry is out for the season. Give me the Rams and Matthew Stafford. All right, wrap it up, Billy. Good, nice. Uh, 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 you're, we're having so much fun today. Okay, 
You know who also, speaking of turnovers, you know who also has 10 takeaways this year? Forced 10 turnovers in the last two games? The Bueller Crusaders. 25 takeaways on the year. And they host Winfield in the regional round on Friday at 7 o'clock at Bueller Crusader Football Stadium. Give me Bueller in that one. They had a close close one uh, earlier in the year. I think that was week three or was it week three? I think it was week three. But Bueller has averaged 40 points in the last uh, five games of the year of this season, and Bueller's just been dominant. And I have them going to the state championship against Bishop Miege. So I'm going to stick with that and say Bueller wins this Friday. For my college pick, I'm going with the number 16 UTSA Roadrunners and the UTEP Miners. Give me the Roadrunners in this one. Not just because there's been a lot of talk of Texas Tech trying to hire their coach, which are officially shut down now because Jeff Trailer agreed to a 10-year extension. It's not because of that. Just It's it's UTSA. They're on an 8-0 year right now, number 16 uh, in the nation. Only the first time ever that they've been ranked, and this is the second week in a row that they've been ranked, and they continue to climb up. So give me... The Roadrunners in that one. Shout out to my sister because she also goes to UTSA as well. For my NFL pick, we're going with ATL. The, the Atlanta Falcons going up against the New Orleans Saints. Jameis Winston, torn ACL, out for the year as well. So quarterback troubles once again after Drew Brees retired. Trying to find that quarterback. And uh, Jameis Winston's gone now. Maybe they'll, they'll get a... I forget his name. What's the what's the receivers the receiver quarterback? Any the all athlete on that team? Uh, uh, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. That's right. If he comes right in and steps up and picks right up where Winston and Breeze left off, then I'll be wrong in this pick. But I'm taking the Falcons just because they have Matt Ryan. He's been there forever. Atlanta can kind of win with him, but I think Atlanta will be favored in this one to win. So, but there you have it. We can finally exhale and finally take in what we've said in this segment. And that'll do it for this podcast. So once again, if you're not subscribed to any of the papers in the Gannett family in Kansas, you can be for only a dollar for six months. That subscription will include all digital access, including subscriber-only content, all the way up to the Kansas High School State Basketball Championships in mid-March. Follow us on our Twitters at BillyWatson4L, at Seth Kinker, and at D Sherwood SJ. Also, the Salina Journal, the Topeka Capital Journal, and the Hutchinson News on Facebook and Twitter as well. Follow a lot more for all the content this week and the high school football playoffs throughout the month. Like I said, 24 more days to Thanksgiving and the, another countdown to when Dylan won't get on my get on me anymore for playing Christmas music. So That'll do it for this podcast. Thank you for tuning in today and whenever you're maybe listening to the cast, subscribe to it. You can also listen to it on the Omni app, on Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. For Seth and Dylan, this is Billy Watson. We'll see you at the games.